2 Timothy 2.3 says, you must endure hardship. Tell the person next to you, you must endure hardship. Ah, yeah. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So what's that say to you first up this morning? You are a soldier. If you're a soldier, it means you're involved in a battle. You're involved, engaged in a war. It also means there is an enemy who wants to kill you. Is that right? That's what happens in war when they're fighting, you know, in the West Bank and, and Gaza and all the rest of it. They, they, it's war. People are dying. And that's what happens when you're involved in a war. But also you have weapons that you must use and fight with in order to survive. I think one of Satan's master strategies against Christians and his church today is to blind us or to make us forget the fact that we are engaged in a ferocious battle which has an enemy who wants to do us an incredible amount of harm. Imagine if you're a soldier and you're just being called up to go into the army and say, fight in, uh, let's pick on Afghanistan. And so you say, that's all right, guys. I don't need any equipment. I don't need any weapons. I don't need any arm. I'll be cool. And so you just go up, you know, and you say to yourself, well, there's probably not really a fight going on up there. So you march in downtown in Afghanistan. And before long, you don't live to tell the story because you've been shot dead. Why? Because you forgot. You forgot you were entering war zone. Friends, can I say to you, there are no exclusion zones where the enemy cannot cross. So you don't live in exclusion. You might say, oh, no, no, I'm all right. <laughs> I leave the devil alone. He leaves me alone. Forget it, friends. There's no truce with the devil. And there are no exclusion zones where trespassers will be prosecuted. No, you are a target of the enemy. There was a lady in our church. This is what stirred me up on this message, actually, or reminded me of it. She's in the garage. She trips over, has a heavy fall, and lands on this concrete and really hurts her knees. She's in great pain. She feels like vomiting and, and throwing up and, and, and really feels terrible. And, uh, and the pain is huge. Also, she's dizzy. Suddenly, she remembers who she is in Christ. So she quickly gets up, begins to march up and down, and almost like to resist the devil, begins to declare, by his stripes I'm healed, no damage has been done, and really just claims the victory in Jesus. Well, soon the, the pain had virtually completely gone. There was virtually no bruising, no swelling, and nothing was broken. <laughs> Friends, what was the key? The key was that she instantly realized she was in a battle. And she didn't need to rise up and fight. So instead of suffering with a sore knee and all that for weeks, maybe months, here she was walking in victory. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, <clears throat> which reminds us of our battle. It says here, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. A lot of Christians, they read, for we do not wrestle, full stop. <laughs> and they just stop there and they say, no, no, we, we don't wrestle. You know, we, we leave that to uh, the spiritual giants. You know, well, Pastor Dark, he can do all the fighting. Forget it. I'll fight for me and my family. You fight for yours. We wrestle not. So I'm asking you a question. When was the last time 
you did some warfare against the powers of darkness that are afflicting you and your family. I wonder when was the last time you did that? You stood up, said, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I come against you. Or are you just like that soldier meandering through? <laughs> She'll be right, mate. Next thing, you've got a broken foot and a blood nose and you're depressed and everything's going wrong. We wrestle not. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, if you need more proof. <clears throat> be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Tell the person next to you, he's after you. Woo-hoo, hoo Yeah, he is. You thought it was just your boss who was after you or your husband, or your wife, or your kids. Or your, no, 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 it's the devil. He is after you. Resist him. Everyone say, resist him. Yeah, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You know, it's just too easy to forget, friends, we're engaged in this ferocious battle, and bullets are flying. If we're not careful, we're going to get shot and severely hurt or wounded. If we don't know how to use the weapons of war that God's given us, we're going to suffer more defeats and struggle more than we need to. Please note that, friends. If we don't know how to use our weapons of war, we're going to be struggling a lot more, a lot more than we ever need to because sometimes it takes us a long time to wake up and think, hey, hold on, the devil's really having a go at me right now. Proof of this battle? Why don't you just think of the number of Christians that once loved and served God, but today are no longer to be seen. You know, if I said to you, there's some of you sitting here today, the day's going to come where you're, you're just not going to ever want to be in church. You'd think, never. It's not, that won't happen to me. Friends, it's happened to a lot of people that you know. Why? Because they forgot they're in the battle. The devil's gotten and he's just taken them out. Friends, never forget. Never forget the battle that we are in. This is war. This is not tiddlywinks we're playing. It's a serious game. The consequences are massive. The stakes are high. Victory or defeat. But the good news is we are destined to win. Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I've claimed that promise many, many times and won the victory. Listen to this story. A girl I know, teenage girl, not in this church, gets rebellious as a teenager wants to explore the world. Father warns and says, hey, you be careful. She said, guys will use you out there and then just dump you. She thought, dad's old-fashioned. Out she went to the world, immorality. Sure enough, the guy had enough and see you later, I'm out of here. She's down depressed. She's in a party, far from God. And suddenly, two demons appear to her. She is terrified. She runs for her life to the bathroom. She locks the door. Guess what? The demons walk straight through the door. Hey, don't mess with God and the devil. This stuff's real. This battle is for real. So finally she comes to she she cries out, Jesus, you can help me. And God in his mercy rescues and saves her. She rings up her dad, bawling her eyes out. She's now back with God, back in church and serving the Lord. But I say that to remind us that this battle is very, very real and the enemy also is very real. As I said to you before, James Dobson says, in America, 80% of kids raised in Christian homes 
backslide as teenagers. We need to diligently, fervently pray for our children on a daily basis. Nehemiah 4.14, fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. I want to look at one particular weapon this morning, and that is the weapon of praise, which I believe is possibly one of the most powerful that God has put into our hands. And the beauty of this weapon is it's not hard to use. Some people struggle to pray in that, but praise is a lot easier, but also it is also incredibly, incredibly powerful. And if we can learn to use this weapon, which we will do tonight, we'll win many, many victories that maybe we couldn't win before. But one of the first things we need to understand is that the basic posture of a Christian, think carefully, I want you to listen to this, because I think this is a, could be a turning point for some of you in your Christian walk. The basic posture of the Christian is not, Lord, bless me, but I will bless the Lord. Did you get that? You know, we're creating a church in the West and many Christians of this mentality of God bless me, bless my finances, bless my home, bless my marriage, bless my job, bless, 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 bless. And God is happy to bless. But friends, before that, we need to say, no, I will bless the Lord. And even if he doesn't bless me, I will still bless the Lord. That comes first. That's the basic posture. The, secondary, the second part, just as a, a consequence, but as you do bless the Lord, He will bless you. As you do lift up His name, He will lift you up and encourage you. So praise is a key to victory against overwhelming odds. Let's go to Judges chapter 1 for our first passage of Scripture this morning, verse 1 to 2. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall be first to go up? against the Canaanites and fight against them. The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Indeed, I have delivered the land into his hand. Judah means praise. So the Lord says, Judah will go up. Judah shall go up. And then in verse 4, then Judah went up. Everyone say, then Judah went up. Yeah. As praise went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites, Perizzites, into the hand. They killed 10,000 men at Bezek. So this is a victory against overwhelming odds. Praise went up first. And friends, when we're in trouble, when you're struggling and you're battling and you're down and discouraged and everything's going wrong, the first thing you need to do is praise. The first thing you need to do is lift up the name of the Lord. Exalt Him. But the problem is this, friends. Often when we're down and discouraged, everything's going wrong. The last thing we want to do is praise, especially high praise. You know, the, you know how great is our God? And we sing, you hear right now singing these tremendous songs of victory, and you're thinking, man, I can't sing that because my life's a wreck. It's a mess. But friends, that's the very time you need to sing it. You know, something I can't understand about Christians, and I'm one of them, and that is, you know, when things are going wrong, they stay away from church. I mean, they stay away from the help. They stay away from the answer. They stay away from the God who can change the circumstances. They stay away from praise. The righteous run into the name of the Lord, not away from the Lord. The more miserable you are, come to the 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 6 p.m., and the prayer meeting on Thursday night as well, plus the pre-service prayer meeting on 5.15 on a, on a Sunday. Then you'll get the victory, if you get my point. The more miserable you are, the more you need to praise, the more you need to be with God's people. They will strengthen you. They will encourage you. But you know, in the Bible, you always have to do the opposite. Have you noticed that? 
When you're depressed, God says praise, and you think, oh, wow. So you want to receive, you have to give. You want to reap, you have to. You want to live, you have to. You want to gain, you have to. And notice in the last two, it got quieter and quieter. (laughs) You're smart kids, I tell you. Psalm 22, verse 3, but you are enthroned in the praises of Israel. What does that mean? Praise brings God onto the scene of your situation. So when you enthrone God, when you praise, you enthrone God. So if you're struggling with something right now, as you begin to praise, you enthrone God in your situation. When He's enthroned, He can begin to work and do miracles on your behalf. It's it's, it's just so powerful to do that. So as Jesus is enthroned in praise, Satan is dethroned in the heavenlies. As we lift up the sun, we pull down the serpent. So as you enthrone the king, you do dethrone the enemy. As you lift up the sun, you pull down the serpent. It's time to praise the Lord. It's time to lift high the name of Jesus and see the enemy dispelled, see the kingdom of darkness brought down, the serpent pulled down, and Satan defeated in Jesus' name. So there was an uncontrollable sun. He's expelled from school. He's so bad that to tie him up with ropes because he would destroy everything. Parents were beside themselves, just so heartbroken. So they went to a leader for help. The leader must have discerned in the spirit what was going on. So as the boy was there, he, the, 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 the leader just began to praise and sing praise to the God. The more he praised, the more agitated the boy got. Then he commanded that, that Satan take his hands off the boy, and suddenly there was a dramatic change. The boy came right down and did something he'd never done for years, for two years or a number of years. He hugged both his mother and his father. When you lift up the sun, you pull down Satan. When you lift up the sun, you pull down the serpent. It's so powerful. When I was driving into the city, Brian, who drives men, told me a story. He said that story reminded him of a story. They, he said they had a cat. I thought this is going to be interesting. I always thought cats are demon-possessed anyway. But <laughs> Especially black cats. Anyway. How many of you got cats? Yeah. That's, you know why you got a cat? You can practice your casting out of demons. <laughs> so you had this cat. And he said basically the cat was pretty good. But every so often there was this ferocious side, this angry side that come out of the cat, you know, just be terrible at times. He said, but at night time after he had a feed, he said it was always calm. So he said, this is a true story. He just told me. He'd lay hands on the cat <laughs> and pray that, you know, God would work in that cat's life and his behavior would change. And he said, after a few times of praying, he said that cat was totally transformed. You know, you you guys are more excited about a cat being changed than the sun that got changed. (laughs) Well, what's with you? Still think cats are demon-possessed anyway. Number two, if you want to overcome personal despair and discouragement, Isaiah 61 verse 3, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It's a strange verse, isn't it? You know, usually if someone's down discouraged, the last thing you say, now start praising. Praise now. And you're thinking, you know, it's it's unkind, it's unfair. 
It would be unkind if it wasn't the key to victory. It would be unfair if it wasn't the strategy God's given to break through. Most of you will know the story of Derek Prince for many, great preacher, man of God, powerful prayer, fasting. He was a man, spiritual warfare. He knew all about it. He's written all the books, but he couldn't get over depression. Years and years, but just could not beat it. God gave him that very verse, Isaiah, put on the garment of praise. He began to praise the Lord, and God gave him complete victory over depression in Jesus' name. Friends, we are talking about one powerful weapon. And as we use it tonight, I just know there's going to be some great victories won in Jesus' name. Roger Bennett was a gospel singer, and he wrote these words. He said, our enemy stalks us as a roaring lion. He didn't strike me physically, but he struck my joy, my confidence, and my hope. Okay. Someone trying to say that's good preaching. just trying to stir everyone else up to get going. <clears throat> he struck my joy, confidence, and hope. Every time I tried to look on the bright side, I ended up imagining a dark future. Isn't that sad? It's so true. It happens to a lot of people. No matter how they think, every way they look, it's, it's just bleak. It's dark. Then he said the enemy used his most effective dart said, you call yourself a Christian? What a hypocrite. So much for your faith. You're more afraid now than ever, more filled with despair. Can you imagine that? The darts of Satan just firing in. He said, I tried to lose myself in the Bible, but the words blurred and I couldn't make sense of them. Then Bennett had an epiphany, a sudden revelation. As he thought about Paul and Silas in prison, and he realized they didn't despair in the prison, rather, they sang songs of praise that became their weapon. And we know God worked a fantastic miracle and set them free from the prison through an earthquake. He said, After that, one song after another came to me. He said, I sang them to an empty room. He said, It wasn't a great performance but it may be the most powerful blessing I have ever received. When you enthrone the king, you dethrone the devil. When you lift up the sun, you pull down the serpent. How many of you want to see Satan dethroned and the serpent pulled down in your circuit? Well, praise, I tell you, is one of the most powerful weapons of all. But also... Praise will drive back demonic forces and demonic powers. Let's go to 1 Samuel 16, verse 23. <clears throat> Interesting passage of verse here about Saul, who's afflicted by demonic spirits. Verse 23, so it was, whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. You know, the demonic hates praise and worship. It's just such a powerful thing. That's why sometimes when praise gets very intense in a service, you, you'll hear people start to scream and different things happen. That's often a manifestation. 
You know, the, the, the demonic realm hates praise. And if you will become a person of praise, if you just lift up his name on a daily and a regular basis, every opportunity you get, you will keep the demonic forces distant from you. You'll keep them away from you. You'll keep oppression away from you. You'll keep di- discouragement more and more away from you. All the works of the enemy will just be kept at bay because you create a bubble atmosphere around you that's filled with the presence of God. And in your circumstances around you, you've enthroned the sun and you've dethroned the enemy. You've lifted up the son of God and you've pulled down the serpent. So if you will develop, you become a person of praise. When you get up in the morning, get in that shower and start to sing. You say, but I can't sing. It doesn't matter. No one's listening apart from God, and he doesn't mind. You sing. he's used to your terrible voice. <laughs> when you get in your car, start to praise the king. You know, just every opportunity, use this weapon. It will change your life. So Sam Sass is in the Marshall Islands, and there's saw a great revival. Ninety percent of the people got saved. But when he went to preach in this village, the chief says, hey, no, no, you can't preach here. You've got to pass some tests. Imagine that, eh? Next time you go on a mission trip, you've got to pass some tests. Anyway, the first thing was to have a fight with some other guy. Well, Sam sister was a big six-foot guy, massive, so he thrashed this other guy. Hopefully he didn't injure him too much. Passed that first test, and he said, now can I preach? And uh, pastor, the leader of the, the group says, no, 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 there's one more test. And so what he did is the men in the village made a circle and began to chant and clap. And two girls ran out of a hut and began to dance in the center of the circle. Then they levitated 10 feet into the air and continued to dance. Friends, these realms are very, very real. Make no mistake, we're at war with the powers of darkness. And so the chief says to Sam Sessa, can you do that? Can your God do that? Sam Sessa said, well, my God's not into that but he can bring them down. <laughs> so Sam Sasser began to sing, began to lift up his hands and to praise. And as soon as he started to do that, the girls crashed down and were badly bruised. And the chief said, no one has ever done that before. He let Sam preach the gospel. As we lift up the sun, we pull down the serpent in Jesus' name. Number four, praise is a key, a great key to revival and the Spirit of God being poured out. Now, I want you to come to a fantastic passage of Scripture that many of you probably don't exercise or use much at all, but you need to. Okay, so Psalm 149, verse 6 to 9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. What for? To execute vengeance on the nation. So we're talking about national revival here. Punishment on the kings, to bind their kings with chains, that's principalities, powers, their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. You're all thinking, man, that is so awesome. So we're going to bind up kings and powers of darkness and execute judgment on the nations and, and, and see, the, see the blessing of God, and we do it through high praise. But the next part is the key, and it says, read it with me, this honor have... Let's say it again. Yeah. Tell the person next to you, you're called to do this. Yeah. yeah. So 
I wonder when was the last time you exercised your right here over the powers of darkness to drive them back and to defeat them and see victories won in your street, your home, your family, your community, wherever it might be. This honor have all the saints. That means we are all called by God to do this. And if we want to see God break out in our community, in our street, in our family, in our church, then we've got to step into high praise. It says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Of course, a two-edged sword as well. And that will drive back the enemy. That will open up the heavens. And God will be able to pour out His Spirit upon us. We need to understand, friends, there are resistance in the heavenlies to the outworking of God's Spirit upon the earth. There is a strong holes his powers of darkness. They stop the outbreak of revival. Someone, somewhere, some church has got to stand up and say, with the high praises of God, we say, Satan, you are coming down. We're bringing down the powers of darkness and we're releasing revival in our community, our city, our nation, and the nations of the world. Somebody, somewhere has got to stand up and fight in Jesus' name and say, enough is enough. Someone needs to get angry. Someone needs to get mad at the devil. He's running riot in our nation. He's messing with our kids. He's messing with our families. He's messing with our young people. It's time to stand up. And the easiest weapon of all is praise. Anyone can praise the Lord. Sorry for getting a little bit excited there. It's a challenge, church, I tell you. It's a challenge. How long are we going to live complacently and let the devil just wreck our country completely? Are we going to let it just go completely to the dogs? Or is somewhere along the line, someone going to stand up? Some church understand its position in Christ and say, we will not put up with this. We will take a stand and we will make a difference in Jesus' name. You can join in the battle by coming out tonight. If you can, it'll be great. So there's a preacher and musicians there invited to preach at university in Poland. There's a big mix-up. They found themselves at a youth communist party gathering. It's cool, eh? They thought this group was an American rock band, which it wasn't. Rooms filled with 200 young people, smoke, booze everywhere. They sing about three songs in there, booze and chairs and escorted out and say, well, hey, no, we don't, this is not what we want. And uh, they're told they had to stop. But then they realized a whole lot of money had been paid and these kids were expecting some entertainment. So they said, okay, you can go back in there, but no preaching. So they go back and start preaching. Sorry, they go back in and they start singing. Halfway through the singing, the Holy Spirit comes. And as the singers begin to lift up their hands to the Lord in praise, there's an outbreak of God's Spirit in that youth communist party gathering. By the end of it, the crowd are on their feet, clapping and clapping and clapping and saying, encore, 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 we want more. That youth, that, that music band was there till 3.30 in the morning, leading many communist young people to Jesus Christ. When you lift up the sun, you pull down the serpent. When you enthrone the king, there can be an outbreak of heaven 
upon the earth. I've had something in my spirit for months now, and it's still there. And it's those words, open the heavens wide. And God's getting ready to break out in a major way. And I just can't wait until the heavens open wide. Will it be tonight? I can't promise you, but it could be. It could happen anytime. We've done the groundwork. We've prayed, we've fasted for 26 years now, and we're due. We're due for a revival. <laughs> we're due for an outbreak of God. Those, who've joined, those of you who have joined Church Unlimited the last three or four years, you've come at a great time because we have done all the hard work. <laughs> Just kidding. Last point. Praise will bring the glory of God, which many of us are living for, have prayed for, believed for, and we're going to see it with our own eyes. Let's read in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, 13, 14. Are you doing all right? Yeah. Okay. You happy about that cat that got changed? Yeah. It got the biggest response. I'll always remember this when I preach around the world. I say, my church, when you talk about cats being delivered, they get really excited. <laughs> 2 Chronicles 5, 13 to 14. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters, singers were as one. So there's unity here among the singers and trumpeters and all the rest of them. To make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. When they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments and music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud. So the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The day is coming, friends, when the glory of God is going to come. And one of the keys to it is praise. Singing, worship, music unto the Lord. As we lift up the sun, we're going to pull down the serpent. So, how do you get your victory? Let me conclude. You've got to praise God like you've already got the victory. Praise God like the money is already in the bank. Praise God like the car you need is already parked in the driveway. <laughs> Praise God, like the wedding ring is already on your finger. <laughs> Praise God, like your body is already healed. Praise God, like you've already got your promotion. Praise God, like you've already have your deliverance, you've got your breakthrough. Praise Him like you've already won the battle. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Amen? I can see you guys are so excited about that cat that got delivered. All right, so tonight's our 100th hour of power. We're going to use this weapon of high praise. Prophetic word came to a church. As you clap your hands, you're not only praising me, but you're saying to your adversary, be gone in Jesus' name. As you stand and praise in your church, you'll see bodies healed, demons cast out, people made whole. People say it's just a simple song, but God says it's a dirge of destruction to the enemy. People say it's just a clapping of hands, but God says in the heavenly realms, it's a thunderclap bringing fear to the enemy. 
We're going to pray for personal breakthroughs, family, salvation of loved ones, personal struggles, healing, finances. We're going to continue to pray for our community that there'll be an outbreak of revival. We're going to pray for a powerful youth army to be raised up as the musicians would please come. And also, we're going to pray that any lid that's hindering you or church element is going to be removed. And there's going to be an outbreak of all that God has got for you and has got for me in Jesus' name. This is the 100th hour of power service. Can I make a request? Would you honor God by joining us tonight? Would you honor the hour of power services? Maybe if you've never come out before, not been for a long time, just come out tonight and see if we can't fill this place. When I thought about how can we celebrate 100 hour of power services, it didn't take me long to realize that praise would be the key to lift up the sun. And may we tonight pull down the serpent. As we enthrone the king, may we dethrone the works of Satan in our lives, our families, our homes, in our community, in our nation. It is time to praise the king.